Hey, this is Homer Hargrove. I'm the pastor of Grape Top Church, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for connecting with our family today, and I hope this message inspires you and that it makes a difference in your life. Enjoy the message. So we're going to be talking about sex this whole month, just like Lauren talked about. Mm-hmm. Today, I wanted us to start on the, the very clear idea that um, the, there is a pure pleasure in sex and the goodness of sex. And we're going to really, we're going to really try to make it simple. I told Lauren that I was going to try really, see, I you almost really did gonna, it. No, you're really going to try. I was, I'm really going to try to not do innuendos, um, or jokes because this is very serious <laughs> and, but, um, um there might be some comedic relief around, in, 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 okay, in <laughs> this message. So just stay tuned, buckle um, your seatbelts. There, there's times where I can talk about sex and it's like really serious. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, not a big deal. But there's other times where I get really giggly. Yeah, um, it's one of those topics <laughs> that makes you kind of giggly. But uh, so our three, the three things that we're going to go over today is how sex is simple. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> not like position wise okay I'm see saying. no one was thinking that. all right sex is simple sex is spiritual and sex is special True. um so the the first thing that we're going to really get into today is this idea that sex is simple mm-hmm. um i feel like the church i let me i need to give a disclaimer okay so everything that we talk about today is is coming from a, an opinion right mm-hmm. um and so if you disagree at any point that's okay um, you don't have to try to kill us or anything. Um, you don't have to accuse us being, you know, going to hell or anything like that. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we, we just might have different opinions. Mm-hmm. That's all. Um, mm-hmm. And it's biblical. And, and some of the things that we're going to talk about are also historical. Um, and so I just have to, I feel like I have to say that on some of these topics. Cause it's like, yeah. especially nowadays, like social media, it's like y'all just crazy sometimes. Yeah. Um, one time we just said happy Easter and I had all these emails like, how dare you worship Satan? I was like, oh my gosh. It's Easter. So. Um, so anyway, so talking about sex, I, it's a personal opinion of mine that the church has not done a really great job talking about sex. Yeah. Um, it's either been just like hid away from, <laughs> from everybody within church, mm-hmm. uh, to where you just never talk about sex. Like yeah. you, you never talk about sex with your, your kids, your family, your parents, um, you know, you don't talk about it at your church, spouse. especially your spouse. Yeah. Um, you, you just, that's something that like, it's like pooping. Everyone does it, but no one talks about it. Um, and sex, I feel like, uh, is one thing that, that needs to be talked about in churches and it needs to be talked about with your children. It needs to be talked about with your parents. It needs to be talked about at home. Mm-hmm. And it, the, there's been so much, there's also the other complaints I have about church and sex, this topic of sex, mm-hmm. is is that when it has been talked about, it's been really overdone and over-spiritualized to where it's like, I mean, it's like this fancy equation that's like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that I was, you know, uh, having demonic sex when I yeah. was living in the world. And it's like, it's really, we're going to really talk about how sex is actually extremely simple. Yeah. Um, and so uh, one thing that we need to like grasp is that the, the creation and intention of sex is incredibly clear in, in scripture. It, it's very clear and simple in scripture. Mm-hmm. God, I don't know if y'all know this, but God actually created sex. 
I didn't. I do know now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, think about in the garden when Adam and Eve had sex. Like, God created DNA. Mm-hmm. He created, like, the most in- intricate parts of of the atom and, and DNA in the body. And it's not like Adam and Eve went into bushes and uh, not bushes, chicken, like a bush. Uh-huh. <laughs> Some of y'all dirty going to bushes, chicken, doing it in the restroom. Oh, I was like, that sounds good, but I didn't know you meant that. <laughs> um, but it's not like Adam and Eve went into some bush in the garden and came out like, hey, God, guess what? And God wasn't flabbergasted like, oh, my gosh, y'all did that? Y'all <laughs> nasty. Sit. The, the parts fit? I mean, like, I guess y'all could do that. No, he he actually made our anatomy to perfectly fit those parts together. Mm-hmm. And the the idea that, that God, like, does not like sex uh, for mankind is is ludicrous. He created it. It's like a gift from God. Yeah, definitely. Um, and a lot of our Americanized culture view on sex has come from very uh, pivotal influencers in Christianity, like yeah. Augustine and Martin Luther. And... These are, uh, because of their backgrounds, I, I believe it was Augustine. I might be wrong, guys. Just, just chill out. But mm-hmm. I believe it was Augustine who came from extreme paganism um, to where in that in that uh, pagan religion, it was like orgies were a practice of worship. So when he was converted to Christianity, the idea of holiness and purity, um, you know, he completely wanted to leave the, the pagan um, sex orgies and, and lifestyle that was a part of it to where it greatly influenced the the Western culture of Christianity to where sex was evil. Because prior, all pagan sex and, and premarital sex, it, I mean, it was evil and is evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all the way to like our roots in American history, to where I, this is going to really liberate some of you guys. Okay. Um, some of y'all might not know the story of uh, Kellogg cereal. Um, but this is actually, you know, back in like the, what, the 1920s? I don't know. Um, sex was, even sex with your spouse was considered wrong and something to stay away from. To the point where spouses would sleep in separate beds to try to refrain from having sex with each other. That's crazy. Um, and the, there was actually a prescription by a Dr. Kellogg um, that helped lower the sex drive in men and it was a simple prescription, just mm-hmm. a diet change, and it was um, like baked cornbread flakes. Hmm. And he found that with baked cornbread flakes, that it would actually lower the sex drive in men. Wow. And so it became a common prescription of this type of food, which is cereal, mm-hmm. um, to be given as like a daily breakfast because it would help lower men's sex drive on the daily. That's awkward. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it became so popular that he started his own business, K-Logs, and it was the most, it's one of the most well-known cereal brands today. And the, the point is that, it, that even just food that we eat was actually derived with the pushing away of sex, the, the hesitation of sex. Mm. Um, and so going into the idea that it was created by God, and, and it's really a natural desire to want to have sex. And when you think about even puberty, Every human being that experiences puberty, what does that involve? It, it, it involves um, uh, this, this realization of, of sex. It, it involves this realization of pleasure that every human being goes through. 
And I once read a statistic that 97% of human beings, of men, sorry, let me be specific, of men have masturbated. And 3% lied about it. <laughs> Good one. This is a funny one. I read that in a, in a magazine. Yeah. Um, so the, the idea that sex is so wrong, even though it's so natural to our DNA, is counterintuitive. And the, the Bible actually talks so much about sex in like a very simple way to where um, I want to read y'all in 1 Corinthians uh chapter 7 and we're going to kind of go through a lot of things anything you want to say before we go into this oh man um i mean one thing it made me think of and i think we'll probably cover it more next week um but when you were saying um augustine or whatever and like the orgies and like how once he became him i'm sorry yeah (laughs) i know the way (laughs) i paraphrase it it, yeah but like when uh, and then he became a christian and he wanted to stay away from that to the point where he didn't want anything or he felt like sex in general was evil and it makes me think like we're talking about like how God made sex and God, uh, sex is simple and, yeah. and we're getting into that. And it makes me think of like so many times, like nowadays, like, um, when there's negative, um, uh, circumstances that have happened in our lives, um, whether it's like for him, like, you know, he wanted to be a Christian and he viewed sex as yeah. this horrible thing. But for us, like, it makes me think of, you know, rape and molestation mm-hmm. and, um, and then just this world and everything else that we that is obvious that is going on in this world. And for a lot of people, it has put this label of evil on sex. And so yeah. anything sex um, has even caused people to be afraid, even as a Christian, to enjoy the sex that God um, has created for them and their spouse. So the point where it, it's dangerous, you know, yeah. and it's not healthy. And so it just makes me think of like how how sometimes we can not even realize that we're in that that mindset of thinking sex is evil and it's from the enemy but really sex is good and it's from god um but we have to understand the truth and so that's what we're dissecting today is the truth and where it all comes from and that it is good and that there's lots of lies that we believe about it and um and a lot of perversion, which we'll talk about next week, that has really perverted sex. Sounds yeah. crazy, but sex has been perverted in an ugly way that it wasn't ever meant to be. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's that's really powerful, and I'm glad that you touched on that too, as um, like as a foundation for as we get started, because yeah. um, that I feel like I I need to say I, I guess I neglected to say that when we're talking about sex, we're talking about. Um, within a marriage, within matrimony. And so I want to be clear that sex outside of that matrimony, outside of marriage, lacks commitment and responsibility. And it is a perversion of what of what God intended. Yeah. And we'll talk a lot more about that later. But um, all of the good stuff about sex, we're, we're specifically talking about within the, confine, the confines of marriage. Yeah, we're definitely not promoting and just learn all about sex and go have all kinds yeah, of like, sex. Oh, like, hell yeah. Yeah, no. Um, I knew I liked this good. church. <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely God has made it with its boundaries as well in yeah. a good way. Out of the boundaries is where it's dangerous. and yeah. and Sex other. is often described as a fire. That inside the fireplace, it's able to bring comfort to the home, mm-hmm. warmth, um, mm-hmm. and and. Cook food on it. Do whatever you want. Enjoyable. Um, But outside of that fireplace, it will burn down the house. Mm. And that's the way sex is. Um, That that fireplace is like marriage. So so now going into, I want to read 1 Corinthians chapter 7. um, And we're going to kind of jump around a lot. We're staying in chapter 7, but we're going to start with verse 1 through 5. 
And this is Paul talking to the church of Corinth. And he says, Now regarding the questions you asked in your letter, implying that people ask some about questions about it. this. Oh, so the early church was curious about sex. Yeah. Okay. Yes, it is good to abstain from sexual relations. But because there is so much sexual immorality... Each man should have his own wife, and each woman should have her own husband. The husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs, <laughs> and the wife should fulfill her husband's sexual Definitely. needs. <laughs> the wife gives authority over her body to her husband, and the husband gives authority over his body to his wife. Do not mm. deprive each other of sexual relations Unless you both agree to refrain from sexual intimacy for a limited time so you can give yourselves more completely to prayer. Yeah, like we're really praying that much. <laughs> Afterward, you should come together again so that Satan won't be able to tempt you because of your lack of self-control. That's crazy. So he's, he's talking here to, to married people mm -hmm. and people that are thinking about like getting married. And they're literally asking about sex. Yeah. Um, and it's because, again, because so much of pagan revelry was, was circled around sex. Mm -hmm. And Paul is making it so clear, the simplicity of sex, yeah. saying, you guys are all super horny. Just go get married and have sex with each other <laughs> and keep having sex with each other. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say, go get married, have sex on your married uh, the first year you're married, and then stop having sex for three months Honestly, at a time. Yeah. He says, continue to have sex with each other so that Satan doesn't tempt you mm -hmm. into immorality. Mm -hmm. And th there's so, like, to take this and over-spiritualize it is, is dumb to me. I mean, here, Paul is being so, so simple and practical. Yeah. He's just saying, hey, if you're, like, burning with lust, that's a, a spiritual way of saying, if you're super horny right now, you need to just go marry somebody and commit to them and and you just get it all out yeah. <laughs> and and then stay with them. And we're also not promoting just marrying any any uh, scrub on the side of the street. I'm not trying to be yeah. like that, but yeah. that's but what, we're talking about sex and stuff like that. But also, yes, choose wisely, please, because once you're married, it's encouraged biblically to commit to that person, not just leave when it gets yeah. and, tough. And that's actually what we're going to read next. So let me next. let me see this. There you go. And so then it says, verse 8, skipping down, So I say to those who aren't married and to widows, it's better for you to stay unmarried just as I am. But, so he's saying like, hey, if you can stay unmarried, great. But if they can't control themselves, some of y'all are like, that's me. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> if you can't control yourself, they should go ahead and marry. Mm. It's better to marry than to burn with lust. Mm. But for those who are married, I have a command that comes not from me, but from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Saying, this isn't my opinion, this is God telling you this. A wife must not leave her husband, but if she does leave him, let her, refrain, let her remain single or else be reconciled to him. And the husband must not leave his wife. Some people have found in scripture and say, well, it says that the wife can't leave, but the man can. It says right here, and the husband must not leave his wife yeah. either. Like commitment. <laughs> and, like. and why is he saying that right here? Is because he already knows how people is. Mm -hmm. He says, some of you guys are going to just get married to have sex. And then you're like, oh, well, I got that out of my system. Like, I don't really like you that much. Yeah. And, and he's literally saying like, hey, 
but once you get married, you can't just back out. Yeah. He, he's saying, if you get married because you, you're all hot and bothered, you got to understand that that's a commitment lifelong and that God is telling you that once you commit, don't back out. Yeah. It, I feel like that's really clear, right? Yeah, make it work. <laughs> like it's a, just make it work. And, and again, this is not this is not even like super spiritual. This is super practical. He's saying, look, y'all just go ahead and get married, have sex, but y'all are like in it now. Mm-hmm. Like y'all y'all agree to it. Think about it first. Think about if this is the person you want to be with. But once you get married, to stay together. Don't start thinking in your head. Did we? You know what? We need to get divorced because we just got married to have sex, and we should. It wasn't. We didn't have a a real fall in love moment. Yeah. He's saying, Nah, yeah. <laughs> nah. Y'all just stay married. Just get some flowers. <laughs> fall in love. Yeah. Is good. Like, <laughs> it's not even that complicated. It's not like romance is actually not that complicated. Mm-hmm. You can fall in love with anybody, and so just mm-hmm. just marry that marry that girl, and commit to her, and and girls. Don't just marry any guy. Please. But, like, make sure he's going to have that type of commitment that he's not going to just back out after y'all had sex. Yeah. A lot of Christian guys do that, and mm-hmm. they're a bunch of losers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and you do not want to get stuck with a loser that's going to kick you to the curb after he used and abused oh, you. Oh, just right? don't, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And now, let's skip down to verse 36 through 39. It says, But if a man thinks that he is treating his fiance improperly and will inevitably give in to his passions let him marry her as he wishes it is not a sin but if he has decided firmly not to marry and there is no urgency and he can control his passion <laughs> he does not he does well not to marry so the person who marries his fiance does well and the person who doesn't marry does even better a wife is bound to her husband as long as he lives and if her husband dies she is free to marry anyone she wishes but there's a big but ladies only if he loves the lord amen he he i think we should read that last sentence again if her husband dies she's free to marry anyone she wishes but only if he loves the lord paul is saying all this super practical stuff Mm -hmm. and he's just saying like hey look you can get remarried you can get married if you don't want to get married great if you can handle yourself great if you need to get married because you can't handle yourself, great. But marry someone that's actually a Christian. Yeah. Don't just be settling for any Josh. Notice that he says that to the ladies, not as much as the men. <laughs> because it's. I feel like it's a lot easier to find a, a godly woman yeah, than it is to find a godly man. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. It, and there's so many girls that are willing to settle for some uh, deadbeat Christian that's like, sitting on the fence lukewarm not hot no not cold and is is literally just good enough looking to get by and but he he's good enough looking and he goes to church once a month Mm. let's just do it yeah you know who else am i gonna really find girl just wait just pump the brakes there is a there's a nice man around the corner don't settle for this dude that that doesn't even do anything for you yeah like he's not even good that good looking Mm. He doesn't get you flowers. He doesn't like, he's not competent of your feelings, your emotions. He cares more about himself. When y'all go out, he only talks about himself. Like, dude, why are you with that guy? Just drop him. Dang. Uh, I'm not even talking. That's for somebody. That that was just for the Holy Spirit. That is the Holy Ghost right there. Oh my God. But (laughs) 
and I hadn't even talked to any of y'all for a while, so y'all know that was God. <laughs> I don't know y'all's business right now. Been all in quarantine and COVID and stuff. Oh my god. That like some of y'all got you're like, oh my gosh, is that for me? Yes. yes. Like <laughs> God Lee, like how much more clear does God have to speak to you? Mm-hmm. He's telling you stay away from that zero that you're trying to make a hero. You're not gonna make him a hero. He's gonna stay a zero and just make you feel like a zero too. Mm-hmm. He's gonna constantly belittle you to make himself feel better about himself because he's that insecure honey why are you doing that just leave him like you 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 could do so much better yeah thank you look at you babe i got daughters Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) honestly i got a hero right here that was the grace and mercy of god right there Mm -hmm. well yeah Yeah, so it's out there for you so just wait please please honestly dude like please (laughs) like it's just not worth it yeah um so anything you want to touch on besides what i said (laughs) Um, <laughs> so I think, um, on this topic, um, sorry, let me get my thoughts together, yeah. but sex is simple. Yeah. But honestly, so here's the thing, like we're talking about, it's just, you've already kind of really talked about it, but it's just so practical too. Like, it's just, um, I feel like it's so easy as Christians to overcomplicate, uh, sex and, and, and especially in a marriage too, you know, and at the end of the day, It's nuts and bolts. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, God knows that we're not only a spiritual being, but a physical being. And what's cool about God is he doesn't just speak to us about spiritual things and that's it. He speaks to us about practical, physical things. He knows how he created us. And we are physical beings who have these desires, you know, and, and, so much that look at how practical this advice is that Paul is sharing that's inspired by God and like he is trying to teach us as whether you're single, whether you're married, whether you're looking, this is how to navigate through even dating or marriage, but when it comes to sex. And so, you know, so many times we think the Bible, you know, it's just this mysterious thing, and but it it's all there to really understand and learn. And it's so important to understand that God cares about even your sex life, whether you're married, um, you know, sometimes we think, oh, that's not like a big deal to God, but actually it is important because as a married couple, like it really brings unity and power to your relationship. And so it's a healthy thing. And when you're single, like, you know, I know, I know it's difficult maybe learning about this and hearing about it and waiting for the right one. And then you're trying to wait for the right good one and not just giving in. And I get that the struggle is real. I, I do get it. Um, and all I can say is just when you wait on the Lord and what he wants to give you and what he wants to offer you in a spouse, it's so, so worth it. Yeah. And I get it. And I know you might be listening like, okay, now we're talking about sex and like sex is on my brain. Like, <laughs> you know, like, oh, like how much longer, God, you know, and I, I get it. I don't know how much longer. And all I'm saying is I get it and I and I care about your heart, but don't waste it on fools. Don't waste it on people who aren't going to appreciate. The Bible says don't give your pearls to pigs. Mm. So ladies, you know, but honestly, why would you give something precious to something that's going to trample all over it and can care less and doesn't even see the value? And so, so many times, you know, whether you're a strong Christian woman or guy, there's such thing as strong men who want to be pure and honor God. So don't think, ladies, that there isn't. There are, look at this one. You know, I found one of them. (laughs) Taken, sorry. (laughs) Uh, Yes, that's what I, yeah, definitely take Oh gosh. And so, but, but there are actually good godly men out there who want to, um, 
respect the fact that you're trying to be pure and also want to be pure too and then when y'all get married hey go for it but don't give your pearls to pigs and your your um intimate you yourself as a woman and as a man is pearls it's precious we are you know it's a body um the temple of god what he's given us and so um, I think I'm going on a little bit of a tangent, but yeah. just don't give what's precious to those who won't appreciate it. I get that the struggle is real. Sex is simple and practical, and God cares about your sexual well-being. And here's, you know, in the Bible, there's so much great um, insight and opinions, or not opinions, insight and facts and things that he has to offer us to really educate us on yeah. how to navigate through whatever season you're in when it comes to sex. And so, yeah. 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 It's powerful stuff, dude. Okay. And. <laughs> and so I want to give y'all some resources. Um, and I really believe that these, these two books I want to share with y'all are great books to read, whether you're married or whether you're single mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or engaged, especially. Yeah. And the first book is called The Sex Experiment, mm-hmm. and it's by uh, Ed Young. Mm-hmm. And it's a great book. Yeah. It literally talks about how uh, a, a challenge to couples to have sex for seven days straight. Yeah. Um, and and I'm just going to be real. Some some people are like, oh, no problem. Like, that's, you're not married, dude. Like, <laughs> You try having some crying babies all day where you're exhausted at the end of the day. You had to go to work, whatever. Y'all got in a fight. And at the end of the day, you look at your spouse and be like, well, I guess we have to do it. <laughs> like, dude, it is is actually a huge challenge. Is it really that difficult? Um, come on. I'm just joking. Um, we've done it several times. Okay, <laughs> Uh, it, it, it can be such a challenge when you're just like going through real life. And, and so um, the, it's, it talks so much about the scripturally what has to deal with sex, how powerful sex is, how good it is for, uh, for couples, for people. Um, and it's married. just a, a married people. And, and he even talks about like how he did an interview at his church with a porn star um, within the book. And it's so insightful. Um, Another great book that he's a pastor, I, by the way. Yeah, he's yeah. a pastor. Um, another great book is called Crazy Good Sex by uh, Doctor Les. I uh, forgot his last name, um, but you'll find it. He's also a Christian. Uh, he's also he's a he's actually um, a psychologist as well. He's he's great. So it. It's more geared, I feel like, towards men, but I feel like it's very insightful to women as yeah, well. Yeah, they have like a part at the end for women, which was very insightful yeah. for me. Yeah. And uh, and it goes it goes into so much scientific data, so much um, scriptural, history, uh, historical. It has amazing information in there, and it's it was it really opened my eyes to so many myths that I believed about sex, even like bad church myths, as well as like just stupid myths that the world teaches. Um, And it it gave so much scientific evidence of why those myths weren't true. Mm -hmm. And so I really want to encourage you guys to check out those books, The Sex Experiment and Crazy Good Sex. Um, And I wanted to just touch on this, uh, this topic of that, um, that, even like the actual health that it's healthy, it's stress relieving, it's good for a, a person's body to have sex um, within the confines of marriage. When when you take that out of the confines of marriage and go into multiple partners, it it's like the idea of um, not using cruise control on the highway because you're trying to save gas, but then you get a ticket, a two hundred dollar ticket for speeding by accident. Mm. That's what it's. Uh, I hope that makes sense. Like you're trying to save a couple bucks on gas, 
but then you get a, like a $200 speeding ticket mm -hmm. because you didn't want to use cruise control. That's what it's like to have sex with multiple partners for the health benefits. Mm. Like <laughs> you're, you're, you're have this idea that you're going to be more healthy by having so much active sex, <laughs> but you're actually going to just like go to jail. Like you're going to get some STDs and they're going to be nasty and no one's going to touch that thing. <laughs> like, like it's going to be gross and it's yeah. so much more dangerous to have multiple partners. Um, when it comes to the risk of like waiting. Yeah. So I hope that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then the final thing I wanted to touch on, because I know that a lot of Christians ask this mm -hmm. um, in marriage and out of marriage, yeah. but again, we're talking specifically within the confines of marriage. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people have questions about like oral sex and pretty much other things that are like, like okay and not okay. Do you want to talk about this? <laughs> Where are you going with this? <laughs> um, and it's pretty much like, well, is oral sex okay? Um, are adult toys okay? Uh, <laughs> things like that. And I'm going to just be really, like, blunt. And I... I your notes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so hold on. Okay, I guess you could go ahead. So, um, I, I, I really think that God has made sex so simple. Um, it's, I've heard people say, uh, like, sex is a worship... Uh, like is a way to worship God. And it's like, that's like a weird stretch. Like waiting till marriage is honoring God. That's how we worship God through sex is by waiting for marriage and offering as a pure sacrifice. Yeah. But the act of sex, like being a form of worship, like that's just like weird. That's like saying eating is a form of worship. Giving thanks for the food that I eat is a, is a form of worship. Mm -hmm. It's honoring God. Yeah. But just like eating foods, like I worship you, Lord. I don't know. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it like you we we are able to worship God in so many ways, but there's some things where it's like not even that spiritual. To say that oh every single way that we live is a worship of God if we make it. I want you to explain to me how pooping is a worship of God. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like like that makes sense. And so it sex is really really simple. The way that we do it is honoring to God as far as like waiting. But once you get through that door of marriage. I personally lean towards the idea that it's all free game. <laughs> um, you read through the book of Song of Solomon, and once you realize all the imagery that's going on, it's like, yeah. dang, they like, they have bothered, like yeah. they're ready to go. Yeah, they're messing around. <laughs> they do some crazy stuff in there. I was like, I had not even like thought of that kind of imagery. Okay. <laughs> and and so um, I I personally believe that once you enter through that that door of marriage, that the idea of pleasing your spouse is all free game. Now, the idea of trying to force your spouse to do something that they don't, that they're not comfortable to do, yeah. I think is wrong. Right. That it's still, a, it's still a, a, a act of, of agreement. Yeah. It, and, and I believe that sex is more about being selfless than it is about being selfish. Yeah. And so like the biggest topic is oral sex. And I heard someone the other day um, put a post saying, well, oral sex is all about selfishness. And I was like, oh, like I think that depends on who you're talking to because there's a, a lot of couples that, that like to perform oral sex on their spouse out of a selfless act. It's like, yeah, it feels great to receive it, but it's, it's like a selfless act. So the idea that it's only selfish is just, that's a biased opinion. Um, and so I just, again, I wanted to be really clear on some of these yeah. issues because I feel like 
the church and Christians in general have made these topics so weird mm -hmm. and over-spiritualized where it's like, that's not even like biblical. There's nothing in the Bible that says don't don't give your husband a blowjob or don't go down on your wife. Oh my gosh. Like that's yeah. that's there's nothing that says that. You can try to pull scriptures and and come to that kind of conclusion, but you're making a leap. And it's not that's not a clear definition in scripture. That's making a leap. Yeah. Um, an assumption. So anything that you want to say before we move on? Mm -hmm. Um <laughs> Yeah. I think that just like you said. Was, yeah, no, no, no. I'm no, sorry, no, it was no. so hard not to say a joke right now. Yeah, that's good. You did it, but no, uh, okay yeah that, yep so I didn't say it yeah though. he didn't say it so <laughs> yeah so I think that um like Homer is saying get out of my system. yeah he had to get it out so he, that's good <laughs> um that like Homer is saying basically once you enter you know marriage and you know and what I think about that too is pretty much what he's saying is um though like you know he's making that kind of point like it's not like you're gonna be in the middle of sex just like worshiping God. Let, like, let me put on Hillsong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like, but you're, instrumental arm but you <laughs> being united with your spouse like that is, is, um, is something that he's made okay and made good. And so that's honoring God. But, and so anyways, but when it comes to the different questions, like we talked about oral sex or different things like that, like, you know, um, the Bible isn't saying yes to this, no to this, yes to this. But at the end of the day, like that's just like Homer said, if you and your spouse, it's, it's so important, um, in a, in a marriage to have communication yeah. about sex, you know, um, I feel like Homer and I, like even reading those books and then like being able to talk about it more and more, it has really, um, uh, it really helps your sex life when you communicate. I feel like there's so many Whoa. couples who don't talk about it and it's just like, do, do, do. And that's when you don't enjoy your sex life because you haven't, you know, shared uh, with your spouse and been comfortable enough to talk <laughs> about your sex life. So, um, Anyways, I'm getting distracted, but my point is this communication is so important. So when you are married, talk about what works. Talk about how y'all can continue to um, uh, focus on each other in those ways. And when it comes to those specific questions, um, I really p also believe that it's okay, it's okay to pray about it. Like there's yeah. been times I feel like for us, like we prayed about like certain things, even when it comes to sex, you know, and if you're confused about like what's okay and what's not, the Bible's not clear, you're still trying to like confuse, then just ask God. And like for some people, they feel comfortable and they f don't feel convicted about this or that. And for some people, they do just follow, in my opinion, like follow what you feel comfortable with follow what you feel like god has um you know like allowed if that makes sense does that make sense yeah of course and so don't be afraid to even um communicate to god about this like honestly um i know that's like oh i don't want to talk about god about sex but like god made it and so you can go to him with that and so my main point is communicate with your spouse yeah. and even communicate with god and just watch your sex life you know just just grow <laughs> Uh, what's up so. Ernesto saying he could never be able to preach like this because he would get in too much trouble I actually I think you should man uh, I get in trouble all the time it yeah. doesn't stop me mm -hmm. um, we had well, some like pep talks today I was like babe okay yeah she prepped me do not do not say this do not say that I was like what about this and it's like and I'm I'm really trying yeah, he's doing, you're doing really good right? a lot better than you thought right yeah. mm -hmm. um, and so mm -hmm. we I took we took a lot we took a lot longer on that Sorry. <laughs> oh, there's one. Okay. I'm not even trying yeah, to. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Some of you are like, what is he laughing at? Mm -hmm. um, we took... We took longer... 
<laughs> longer than expected for that. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, I'm just seeing that like when you try to do a quickie, it takes longer than expected. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but anyway, that took longer than expected, oh but we God. got through it. The second point is so we talked about how sex is simple. Sex is spiritual, okay? Sex is spiritual. Spiritual, very spiritual. spiritual. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So, so this is serious, guys. Okay. okay? Yeah. We're talking about trauma here. Mm-hmm. The the implications and imprints of sex are tremendously powerful and long lasting. True. And so the idea that uh, the <laughs> the idea that sex. Uh, sex doesn't affect you besides it being simple. We talked about how simple it doesn't mean that sex is something little. Mm-hmm. Sex is sex is not something oh gosh, this is so it's okay, <laughs> we can do this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh sex sex is not a, a s- insignificant there you go, an <laughs> insignificant go. thing. Yeah. Try not to do sizes. Yeah. Um, sex is Sex is not insignificant. Mm-hmm. It's simple, yeah. but it is is not insignificant. Correct. Um, I want to share this scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12 through 20. Mm-hmm. You say, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I'm allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. You say food was made for the stomach and the stomach for food. This is true, though someday God will do away with both of them. Mm. But you can't say that our bodies were made for sexual immorality. They were made for the Lord and the Lord cares about our bodies. Mm -hmm. And God will raise us from the dead by his power just as he raised our Lord from the dead. Don't you realize that your bodies are actually parts of Christ? Should a man take his body, which is part of Christ, and join it to a prostitute? Never. And don't you realize that if a man joins himself to a prostitute, he becomes one body with her? Mm -hmm. For the scriptures say the two are united into one. But the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? And who lives in you and was given to you by God. You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. Mm, so this is really powerful scripture. Mm-hmm. And it's it's talking about how even this idea is like, well, it's my body, I can do what I want. As a Christian, that actually doesn't apply. Mm-hmm. It is saying that God has bought you with a high price. So the moment that you become a Christian, your body is no longer your own. Mm-hmm. And it's giving so much description about how no other sin so clearly affects the body like sexual sin does. We, he, in one part of scripture, just earlier, in, uh, just right after this chapter, he's talking about how important it is to just have sex with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Here he's saying, run, run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body. And he's giving this, this, this idea that just be, uh, it's not only a physical oneness, that, that having sex makes you one. You're literally like implanting yourself in another person. Uh, that 
that you become one in flesh, but that you become one in spirit, that you're literally tying your souls together through the act. Mm -hmm. And so the idea that sex is insignificant is a, is a foolish and, and secular perspective that is a perversion to just normalize sexual immorality. It is, it, these idea of, um, the idea of just having multiple partners and having sex just so loosely, you're, you're tying your soul with so many different people. Uh, you're, you're creating a passive trauma within your soul. Mm-hmm. I mean, y- y- trauma is something where it's like a very like intense experience, right? Well, pat- this idea of passive trauma is like a slow abuse over time mm-hmm. that you are allowing to happen to yourself. Yeah. There's so many people that become Christians and have to deal with all of this this baggage that they brought from having sex so loosely. Yeah. And it's it is literally traumatic. They have to go to counseling, they have to have prayer sessions because they have this passive trauma that at the time it didn't seem like a big deal because they it, they looked at sex as something insignificant. It's not a big deal. It's just sex. It's just a little yeah. sex. And that those little traumatic experiences tied their souls together with so many different people and as they're trying to rip it apart from from uh from all these other ex-lovers um they're feeling their soul being crushed and it it gives this this warped self-image too to where it, when you when you're so fixated on sex when you're so f- uh, fixated on on even just the idea of being willing to have multiple partners your your self image is so derived from your physical appearance. Mm-hmm. Like right now in in our nation's history is like one is like the big health boom, and people are like working on their bodies like never before. Like the health and fitness has been popular, yes, but to the point where it's like like all about gains. It's all about butt gains. It's all about chest gains. It's like it's all about gains because it's a wanting to highlight sexualized parts of the body, yeah. because. The idea of self-image is that I'm only a piece of meat, and so I need to critique my body to be desirable. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna just be real with you guys that that pursuing marriage just for the a license to have sex is super shallow. Yeah. And to just go off a of physical appearance, you're gonna you're just gonna end up getting divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, because the in Proverbs it says that beauty fades, mm-hmm. and that charm is deceptive. Mm-hmm. And so if you're just going based off of looks, like, yeah, be, it's good to be attracted to the person you want to marry. But if you're just going based off of looks, that's super shallow. Yeah. If you're just dating that guy because he's the only cute guy that's talked to you in a while, you're being hey. super shallow. Yeah. And you need to just hold out, girl, because yeah. that is super duper shallow. And you need to feel better about yourself in another way. Yeah. And and that guy is going to just use you, abuse you, and kick you to the, ter- the curb. Yeah. And, and, I mean, honestly, like... I'm going to just be real. I feel like now, like now in our time that girls are so open with their legs like never before. Mm. Like stop. Just it's it's not even that good. Like like I'm like those guys don't even they're not even caring about like you getting off. Like they're just they're just worried about themselves and they're using you and you like come on. Yeah. Um you you need to you need to hold out and wait for someone that's actually willing to to try to finish you first in marriage. Okay. Instead of just like looking for a quick fix, like it's not worth it, girl. How many times are you going to just go for that same old, just because it's convenient, you don't want to tell them no. I mean, you don't want to tell them no, like no, just say no dog. Like (laughs) he kept asking, okay, kick him out of the freaking car. Like call, 
call some, call the cops. Like, to call anyone. Call your pastor. Say, this guy won't leave. I'm trying not to have sex. Like, yeah. dude, do it, you need to be a little more firm, a little more uh, clear on what you don't want. Yeah. Because it's not just a one-night stand. You, you are, you're making a long-lasting decision when you just have sex so loosely. Yeah. And guys... Stop being so insecure that you feel like you like because you are so less of a man that you have to go around trying to have sex with so many girls to make yourself feel better about yourself because you think that you got a small wiener. Oh like, my God. dude, get over it. Like, it, it's time to to just like really grow up, be a man, and stop trying to sexualize everything to make yourself not so insecure about your small thing. Yeah. Like, it's it's really not a big deal. I mean, okay. It. <laughs> stop. <laughs> I'm I'm ranting now. Why don't yeah, you? No, that was good. Why don't you go? I just I'm kind of pissed off about it. You know? Yeah, it, it's sad. Yeah. Um, I think. <laughs> and and no one in the ch- everyone in the church is doing this stuff, and no one's talking about it. Yeah. Like all y'all, all y'all be having sex with just whoever, mm-hmm. and but it's like like oh well, you know, where I'm seeing someone's like you're like doing a lot more than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Go on. Definitely. I think so. With all that being said, it makes me, um, like. When we talk about this topic, about sex as spiritual, um, it really makes me, like, I, the, the topic of soul ties, to me, is, like, a very important one to yeah. understand. And soul ties is what you're saying, is that we're literally being connected, not only physically, which is sex is simple and physical, but, yes, it is spiritual. Because how God made sex is for us to have one partner, to be yeah. married, and to have sex, and to become one so that our unity would be strong, not only physically, but spiritually. So in a married, it was meant for one couple. And soul ties were supposed to be a good thing, a one-time thing that you are joined together, and it brings you strength and unity as a couple. But when we are just out there having sex with whoever and not realizing how significant sex is and how, how there is long-term implications that we are literally spiritually being joined to these people. And, you know, if you ever try to, you know, maybe you've experienced that, right? Um, and and you're trying to move on. And it's so hard and you keep going back and forth and back and forth in that same toxic relationship. Yeah. A lot of times we don't, I remember not realizing this, you know, before I gave my life to Christ. Like, why is it so difficult to just, we're done. Like, I I acknowledge that this relationship is over. It's insignificant. It's horrible. It's toxic. But why do you keep going back? Because your soul is literally tied to this person, even spiritually, whether you're a Christian or not. It's a spiritual union. And so it's so important to understand that. And so important that when you are at a place where you're ready to release that and get like be done with it and move forward, that it's simple. It's simple enough to just pray. You know, yeah. but it's so important to to even break these soul ties. You know, like what does that you mean? You throw that guy's stuff away. Why do you have his underwear still? Yeah, like throw or that it away. teddy bear. Like gross. Go buy a new teddy bear somewhere else. Like, you know, and <laughs> you need to get rid of that stuff. Like yeah. guy, or girl, whatever. Like throw it away. It's messing you up, dude. Yeah. But honestly, and so, you know, soul ties, you know, it's so important to pray and ask God, like God, you know, and if it's one partner or multiple, hey, you know what, it's it's done, you know, no more condemnation, God forgives you, yeah. okay? Ask God for forgiveness, move forward, I get the struggles real, but you can do it. Ask Him for forgiveness and ask Him to break those soul ties. God, break and cut off and sever this connection spiritually that I have with this person so I can move on. If you're tired of feeling stuck and constantly thinking about that person that you know that relationship is done and toxic, 
Ask God to, to, to cut that soul tie. It is so important in life giving to make that prayer. The Holy Spirit will lead you. It doesn't have to be this equation and like this whole, you know, some people are like, you have to say this, 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 and this for it to be broken. No, just pray and ask God. But that is a very important thing to really realize, understand, and really walk through with God. Yeah. And, you know, one other thing I wanted to say is, you know, we're talking about, you know, um, Christian or not, like when we're Christians too, like maybe you found yourself in the same cycle of having sex, even though you told yourself, I'm not doing this again. I'm not doing this again. I want to be pure. And then you find yourself doing it again. You know, no matter where you're at, here's the thing, like sex is spiritual, but if you're trying to be pure, you got to be practical too. If you pray 10 hours a day, that's not going to stop you from giving into sex. <laughs> you still are Honestly. a physical person with those desires. What's going to stop you from giving into sex if you're trying to be pure? And stop having them over at your place at two in the morning. Yes, thank you, Homer. You know, if you like Homer always says, uh, public protects purity. I know there's a lot of things during this quarantine you can't go anywhere. I don't know. Go to Target. Walk around. I walk you know, go some... somewhere. But here's the thing. Remember this: if you're really trying to be pure and you're serious about it, and you're trying not to give into sex again as a Christian or period, you have to not only be spiritual and pray about it and ask for strength from the Holy Spirit, yes, but you got to be practical. Laying on his lap watching a movie, that's going to get you somewhere. That's a danger zone. Yeah. Um, having them over for movies at your place is going to, maybe once or twice you don't do anything, but the third time you do something. And you're thinking right now, well, I can't go over to his place because his mom doesn't let a lot of people over. That's a relationship to break off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, I mean, if you're uh, of the age, you should, you know, anyways, be independent. Yeah, God has his own place. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, go out to eat. And then once you're done going out to eat, go home. Okay? You don't need to go in. Do you want to come up? Hello? Everyone knows what that means. Do you want to come up? You know, like, do you want to come in? Like, okay you know and so oh, why do you gotta do that no, Lauren? it's got to be all dirty like no. that no and so you know you i was got, doing good you messed up that was yeah cute. that was but you pointed it out <laughs> but y'all gotta have practical boundaries and also talk to this guy or girl that you're talking to if you're talking dating um gonna even if you're engaged and you're being engaged makes you feel like oh we're almost there like just hold out like you can do this yeah you need to talk to that person up front about these are my boundaries this is what i want do you want the same thing so therefore what are we going to do to protect ourselves from our desires because your desire is not going away what do i do so you need to say we will do this we won't do that you won't come over you won't do this okay so i can go on and on i'm yeah. not going to give you all the tips like you need to figure <laughs> out what works for you but um yeah, so just, just... No, that was powerful stuff, dude. Just being and, practical, yeah. And I just got to say that this is, like, really powerful what you're sharing. And I feel like um, I feel like there's so many people that that need to, like, just get a reality check. Mm -hmm. I mean, guys, let, let's be serious for a moment. Like, do you want to be a Christian or not? Yeah. And and God God calls us to, to live pure like this. Yeah. And... And if you want to take your faith serious, then you got to take your sex life serious. Yeah. I mean, why is it that that so many of us take our health serious but not our faith? Mm. Like we go to the gym six times a week, mm. but we don't. But we we can't get our spiritual life together. Like yeah. we don't want to be pure. Like, guys, it, it's it's really really simple. That it's not. There's not a way around it either. Yeah. It, it's just super practical, and and I I gotta just. I want to emphasize again that people who do get married because like they're just all hot and bothered, 
dude, do not think for a second that your marriage is not valuable because it's not, you don't think it's no longer a, a love story. It was just fixated off, off of sex. It's only fixated off of sex if you make it that way. Yeah. You, you got to understand that no matter what your beginning one it was, it's special to you and that person. Mm-hmm. And, and it really leads us into our last, our last point, which is sex is special. The, the act and practice of sex is so unique and intimate and selfless. And this idea that like, oh, well, we only got married to have sex. And there's so many people that get divorced with that, that idea in their head. And it's just it's just ugly because to think that there you match your fingerprint, your fingerprint, there's no other fingerprint like yours in in the world, and you match your fingerprint to somebody else's. Mm-hmm. That is a unique moment in history that, that can't happen any other way. It's only done within your marriage. And so to say that that's not special, that's ludicrous. It no matter what way you got married or whatever led y'all to get married, you're married now and it's special. And so don't think for a second that it's a, if that was like a big motivating factor to try to be pure, don't think for a second that that's not, uh, that you can't commit to your marriage now just because you got to understand that whether you waited or whether you gave in prematurely, every marriage can be hard. Every marriage can be difficult Mm -hmm. and every marriage goes through seasons where it just sucks, dude. It's hard to just communicate with each other where you have to just work things out and learn how to talk to each other. Mm -hmm. And it's different than when you're dating. Every single marriage is different than when they were dating. You could be with somebody for seven years dating and then you get married and things change. Mm -hmm. It's just, that's just how it is. And so this idea that your marriage is a sham because you only got married because y'all were having sex or and you felt too guilty or because y'all ended up getting pregnant and so it's no longer a real marriage it's not true dude it it is still so special and so real stop thinking that that it has that other people have a better marriage than you no one has a marriage like your marriage so get that out of your head that's a lie from the devil that is a lie from the pit of hell your marriage is special your marriage is good your marriage is powerful and so the this you know, going, really finishing on this idea of sex, sorry, um, <laughs> sorry, that was like so spiritual too, like yeah. so deep and yeah. like, oh my gosh. Babe, next point. All right, so, <laughs> so that when sex is treated as ordinary, mm-hmm. when it's treated as ordinary and minimized, like we were talking about a second ago, it puts you in a dog bed instead of a marriage bed. Mm. And when you're just looking at well, like, oh, it's just a little sex. It's just sex. It's not a big deal. Yeah. You, you're putting sex, which is a marriage bed, a big king-size marriage bed, mm-hmm. and you're going to a dog bed instead and yeah. saying, it's just a little sex. Yeah. It's just a little sex. We could just do it in the car real quick. It's just sex. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just, uh, oh, uh, I lost my virginity in a, a Chick-fil-A bathroom. <laughs> like, that's, it's just a little sex. No big deal. Yeah. You know, it. It's taking something that was meant for something special, a marriage bed, and putting in a dog bed. Dog bed infested with fleas, urine, all kinds of nasty stuff. And it only leads you to acting like an incompetent animal who only responds through urges and impulses and is honestly willing to just hump anything that's available when in heat. That's what happens when you normalize sex. Mm-hmm. When, you, when, you, when I say normalize I mean open common sex, mm-hmm. just loose sex, whoever, whenever. You you just become you you allow yourself to become an unthinking animal that you just have urges, you just have impulses. I mean, 
if that's a way that you want to look at sex, then you are already on the train of accepting pedophilia as just a normal thing. Because it's just impulses, it's just urges. If you do not agree with pedophilia, if you think that uh, an adult an adult having sex with a minor is wrong, then it's impossible for you to justify your desire and impulse for regular sex. Because it's just the same thing, just impulse, desire. But you have an understanding to be critical of someone else's impulses and desires because it's so clearly wrong, but justify your own. Yeah. It At the end of the day, like we all just need to man up. We all just need to just be real and understand that even though that these impulses can be difficult to deal with at times, it doesn't just just because you have that desire just because you have that impulse does not mean that it's okay to just act on mm -hmm. and and you're not an animal you're a human being mm -hmm. you have you have you have thoughts you're competent you're you have a soul you have feelings you you have so much stop allowing yourself to be degraded to believe that you're just an animal did you know that the f word was actually originally a farming term to mate animals and, and now it that's what it's become is that we're just animals effing each other oh, like that's wow. that's that's such a secularized lie of the devil to to manipulate us to thinking that something special is ordinary yeah. and 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 i want to also say that sex within marriage should be selfless we said that earlier but it's something to be selfless literally and emotionally and and the idea that when when sex is within the marriage bed, and this is talking to you married couples or soon to be married, whatever, let me just say this, that it, um, I'll just be really frank. We're, uh, guys, you need to finish your wives first. And, and this thing about finishing and then rolling over and falling asleep while she's just all hot and bothered, that's messed up. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you honestly need to just like put on your big boy pants and, and finish your wife whatever means possible. Um, and because sex is an act of selflessness, yeah. the, it's a perverted view of sex to see it as something selfish, mm -hmm. to where it's only to serve me and that's it. Yeah. And that's not healthy within marriage. To only use your spouse's sexual, um, sexual parts, like that's pretty much like vaginal mas masturbation. It, you, you are... You're just using that person and it's selfish. Mm -hmm. Sex is about selflessness emotionally and physically. And it, it's, it's available uh, when we are active in sex. Here, we're going to restart Instagram real quick. Some of y'all like. <laughs> um, hold on, guys. Sorry. We have to do it all real fast. We don't want Instagram to miss out. Um, so, uh, finishing on, uh, finishing on this guys, uh, we're, we're, we're pretty much done, but it's available, uh, sex within marriage should be selfless and it's available to be an actual practice of putting one, the other person's needs above your own, which while also practicing, uh, the idea of trusting your spouse for your needs to be met. Regular sex within your marriage not only strengthens intimacy with your spouse, but also strengthens communication between each other. It forces you to talk about your desires, and it also forces you to confront the things that are blockading your intimacy. And so if you're feeling distant with your spouse, you literally need to start having sex. Mm -hmm. Like it is, a, it is the quickest way to intimacy, and it's the quickest way to 
to just like even bring about the the intimacy to be able to talk about those things. Yeah. Some of y'all can't even start the conversation because of how distant y'all are. Mm-hmm. And y'all need to like just go and have some angry sex or something oh because you, some passionate well, loving af- sex. After you do that, you will see that you you'll be more open to being able to talk about what you need to talk about. Yeah. Um and so and then finally the it's just this idea that sex is truly a gift from God. It makes every marriage unique when kept pure. And it it literally is like I mean when you think about the actual uh, euphoria feeling of sex is like the greatest feeling ever in the world and it's greater than any drug I mean people on drugs are like oh babe we could have sex right now like it's it's the best feeling ever and it's something that God created for marriage within a, for a couple to share with each other mm-hmm. um, and so we're we're talking a lot about selflessness and I have one last scripture that I want to read. Um, before we close up, but before I do, is there anything you want to share on final thoughts, Lauren? Um, I mean, I feel like you really just covered it, but I, I mean, just really the, and this, and this message really is for single and married people. You know, it's not just like, oh, they're talking about marriage and sex. Like I'm not there yet. Um, but the truth is, is understanding sex in general, like where it comes from and like, uh, what God made it to be. Um, it just gives you so much, it's just so, so important to understand and really one of the major things that I could say on this topic, again, is communication. You know, yeah. um, it's supposed to be special and it's supposed to be life-giving to your marriage, whether married or soon to be or will be married one day. But, you know, it's so important to discuss it because there's so many marriages that don't have a healthy yeah. sex life where they go months and months without sex or where the wife just has sex so that the husband can be happy and they literally say, I can't wait for it to be over. You know, that is not even God's heart. God cares about that. He wants you to have a sex life. He doesn't want you faking it with your husband. You know, he wants you also to be um, enjoy your time. And the only way to do that is to communicate. Have an awkward, if it feels awkward, let it be. But if it's for the sake of the sake of your, of your um, the health of your sex life, talk about it because it's supposed to bring life and when when it's been a busy weekend you know um I don't know like I feel like the times that it's been too busy and we were like okay like I know I'm talking about personal stuff but you can feel it when you haven't been intimate with each other you know and and it literally brings just this this unity and if you're going so long without it um this is not to judge and say how could you not have sex no it's to say hey this is actually important and God wants it to be healthy so communicate and so um, I just feel like that's just a major thing when it comes to sex is to communicate. Yeah. Um, and it is special and it is a, a very selfless, like beautiful thing. And so, yeah. Yeah. And, and I just have to hit on something real quick um, that Lauren touched on for a second ago. I mean, I, I just feel like, again, maybe it's my, like my father innate nature, um, having daughters. But girls, like just think of how stupid this sounds. You're, you're sleeping with these dudes that are, are losers and you're faking it. They're not even pleasing you, but you're just like, you're literally just giving yourself up. You're faking it just to make them feel better about themselves. I mean, like how much uglier of a situation do you want to be in? Yeah. And, I mean, you need to like, you need to confront whoever you're with, but I think you need to confront something within yourself. Like yeah. what, why are you, why are you desiring this? Like, what is it that you're really getting out of it? Mm-hmm. And and is this really like what you want? Yeah. I mean, it's just at the end of the day, um, you know, when when you look at yourself and you're saying, man, why am I why am I attracting all these losers? Why am I a magnet for all these deadbeats? 
it, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not because you're not pretty. It's not because you're not special. That's all bogus. What it's most likely is because you haven't learned the power of no. Mm. You, you have not learned how to just confront things and, and you allow things to happen just because you're scared of con- confrontation. Yeah. Girl, you need to just like like spell out N-O mm-hmm. a thousand times on a notebook paper and practice it. Look in the mirror. Do, people do self-affirmations like, I am beautiful. I am special. Mm-hmm. I am smart. You need to just look in the mirror and say, no, no, <laughs> no. I don't think so. No, no. You just need to practice that for like 10 minutes every day yeah. because you, you, need to, you need to just stop avoiding confrontation because that is, I'm telling you, that is the reason why you're getting all these these weirdos and these deadbeats and these losers that keep coming to you because uh, because you're just not willing to say no. Yeah. And so get all those other things out of your head, those insecurities. You, you're special, dude. Like you're pretty. God God loves you, and there there's a right guy out there for you. Mm-hmm. But you need to learn how to say no to the to the ones that aren't right for you. Amen. Um, and so the, I want to just share one last um, scripture, and it's the first instance of sex, and it's in Genesis. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 to 28, it says, So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth, govern it, reign over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and the animals that scurry along the ground. And then down in verse 31, he said, it says, Then God looked over all he had made, and he saw that it was very good. And the evening passed and morning came, and marking the sixth day. I want to I just emphasize that he created man, and male and female, right? And the very first thing he tells mankind, be fruitful and multiply. That implies sex. The very first command ever given to a couple in the world was to go and have sex. Is there not a more clear description of, of how to have a successful marriage and intimacy, mm-hmm. how to get started? And it's talking about the power of sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, this is within a, a pure couple, um, intimate marriage, matrimony, one on one and one. And, and I, I forgot to touch earlier that when I said everything else was free game, uh, earlier that within the confines of marriage, uh, except for the things that are clearly sin, like yeah. porn and multiple partners. Yeah. Those are not okay. Okay, yeah, I just need to clarify. Yeah, you don't need to be looking at porn together to get off. Like, y'all need yeah. to, like, work on something else. Yeah. Um, so, Genesis, and the other verse I wanted to share is, um, and notice at the end it says that he saw it was very good. And Genesis chapter 2, verse 18 And then jumping down verses 21 through 25, it says, Then the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. Parts fit perfect. (laughs) Um, So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from that rib and he brought her to the man. Stop right there. The very first exchange between man and woman was an act of selflessness. Mm. He gave something close from his heart, a rib, something that guarded his heart, and he gave it to the woman for her life. That is such a clear imagery of how a relationship within marriage is about selflessness, Mm. putting the other's needs before your own, and being willing to be vulnerable, exposing your heart to that person. Mm -hmm. And then it says... uh, He brought her to the man. At last, the man exclaimed, 
This one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. So physical, so shallow. <laughs> um, flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman. <laughs> because she was taken from man. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one. So, we're almost done, guys. I promise. The very first thing that Adam talks about, God makes Adam and Eve. It doesn't say there is any dialogue between Adam and Eve. That's talk, that's love at first sight. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't even have to say, what's your favorite color? <laughs> no, we good. Like, <laughs> you good, I'm good. <laughs> the very first thing they did was have sex. Mm-hmm. It's implied right here that as soon as he said, like, wow, this one's different. This one's bone from my bone, flesh from my flesh. And then it's like ellipses almost, like like the curtains close and mm-hmm. open back up. And that's why you leave your father and mother to be joined with this girl. <laughs> it's like immediately he starts talking about sex because that's what they just did. That was the very first thing they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, notice that it doesn't say uh, so that they could start their own family. It, a lot of people think that sex is only to be for production. It's for the first purpose of sex is pleasure. Yeah. Secondary is production, being fruitful. Here it says, this is why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife. The two are united in one. It doesn't say so that they could start their own family. It says just to leave the father and mother, to leave your home, to be joined with the spouse. Mm-hmm. That alone is, is where, where it is. And then finally, it says, now the man and his wife were both naked, but they felt no shame. Mm-hmm. And see, that's that's where we need to end right here because sex is so good. It is so amazing. And it's only within marriage that there can it can be so much freedom, so much confidence and pleasure all mixed into one act. But when you take it outside of marriage, Instead of, instead of freedom, you feel shame. And instead of confidence, you feel insecure. Instead of pleasure, you're all confused with perversion. Yeah. And there's all the, all the guilt that Christians feel when it comes to sex. It's because it's all outside of marriage. Yeah. And, and guys, honestly, that just can save so much trauma by just holding out mm-hmm. and, and being serious, taking your faith serious enough to let it into your bed. Yeah. So much trauma, so much heartache, so much stress and, and so much insecurity. I mean, how many times have you doubted your own salvation because you slept with somebody? Mm-hmm. How many times have you doubted your own salvation because you couldn't stay pure? You know, it, it's, it's something that, that destroys Christian's faith because of this whole topic and I feel like we just really need to stop over spiritualizing it make it simple some of you guys are like y'all can go to the courthouse tomorrow but (laughs) (laughs) all right that's a great idea (laughs) okay (laughs) but at the end of the day you you need to realize I think that the biggest takeaway from today is that you need to realize that you are special and that you are worth it and that whether you're a girl or guy you've been so so burdened by worrying of what all these other people think about you in bed just physically if you're if you're good enough if you're like all these things that have dominated your mind 
And life is so much more than that. Sex is actually so much more than that. Mm-hmm. And not having to be so insecure, not having to feel so down about yourself, it, it, it is so liberating. And it happens when you make a decision to be pure. And, and I, I want to just end with this thought that if you went through this whole sermon today, this message, and there's a part of you that's just, just like kind of shaking within your, yourself, and it's this this desire that you want to grow closer to God. Even this idea that like this topic about purity, it's like shaking you a little bit because you're and you're wondering, well, why? Why is I'm why am I feeling this? Is because there's something in you that wants to grow closer to God. Mm-hmm. Is it, why am I even thinking about? It? Why would I even have a thought of wanting to be like to wait? It's because there's something in you that's beckoning and saying, grow closer to God. You need this. And if that's you, all you have to do to start this journey as a Christian is to, is to start with a prayer. If, if the Bible says in the book of Romans that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is who he says he is, that he died on the cross, that he rose from the dead, that surely you shall be saved. Mm-hmm. That his blood is, is pure and holy. And it is so holy that it washes away a, a floodgate of sins. It washes away all of our past. Guys, as we're talking about this, we were not Christians for the longest time. We were not virgins when we met. We we barely got saved and we found each other a couple years later and it was just perfect. But you need to know that God washed away all of our past. All of our traumas, all of our hurts, all of our soul ties, all of the things that we're talking about are things that we've experienced too. And it was all washed in the blood of Jesus to where we have a strong marriage now. Mm -hmm. The longest relationship I had before Lauren was 30 days. (laughs) And now we've been married for eight years. Mm -hmm. And it's the best relationship I could have ever imagined. But honestly, guys, it's because we took sex real simple. And and we got married and uh, we waited. It was really, really difficult difficult Mm -hmm. to wait. It was. I mean, we got we got really close, yeah. a couple close calls, <laughs> but we waited, and and it was it was something that was worth it. Yeah. And if you're here and you're just thinking, I need to get myself like I need to start with this Christian thing. I need to get myself with my faith in God. Please pray that prayer. Talk to God yourself. Make an authentic just prayer to Him, saying, God, I I want to try this out. I know in my heart who you are, and I want to know who like personally what your love is like, what this is like. And if you need help praying that, please message us and we'll walk you through it. If you do that today, you need a church family to to connect with. Please walk with us on this journey. Um, We want to walk with you so that you don't have to be alone. So all that being said, anything you want to say before we close out? I think we covered it all. That was so gross. You're so bad. Oh my gosh, I didn't even (laughs) think anything like that. So... With that being said, um, we love you guys. If you have it on your heart to give today, when you give, when you tithe, when you give any kind of donation, you make Grape Top Church happen. There's so many beautiful stories of, of amazing people who have had turnarounds in their lives that we would have not been able to meet, that, that we would not been able to have an impact with if it wasn't for those of you who give. And so if you have it on your hearts to give today, you can just do it simply by going to gravetop.com click the give tab it tells you all the different ways to give there you can give straight online like that but you can even give through cash app or venmo you can even text to give 
Um, but we want to make it clear that we never want uh, someone to give out of pressure or persuasion. But if your heart is, is moving you and you know that it's what you need to do, we urge you to do it because that's a moment where the Holy Spirit is telling you to, to, to connect with this ministry, to connect with what God is doing, and you become partners in, in what God is doing in the lives of others. So we love you guys. We hope you all have a great night. Um, if you need to talk about something, uh, just message, message us. us. <laughs> um, but we love you all. Good night. Good night. Crazy. I gotta pee really bad. Oh my gosh. Gosh, my butt freaking hurts. I hope you enjoyed the message today. If you did, there's a couple things that you could do to connect. First is to subscribe to our show so that the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. And second is if this ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help us continue to reach others, you can click the link in the description or visit our website, gravetop.com, and you can give now. I'll see you next time on the Gravetop Church Podcast.